It's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. And welcome back to another episode of the Pandarin Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Mask. And with me as always, man, if he was running a youth soccer team, they'd kick out of the league for all the kids getting injured. Sean Dangler, Sean, what's up? Wow, that that seems a little rude, honestly. You think I'd be the, <laughs> the manager just driving my kids into the ground, basically, so I can run up the score and boost my uh, record? Well, Sean, if uh, your fantasy football teams are any identified, <laughs> okay. maybe. Okay, I guess I see at that point. But I, the sad thing is, in fantasy football, I'm not running up the score on anyone. I'm just getting dominated, and my players are also just getting injured. Yeah, either way, I think they'd kick you out of the youth soccer league. <laughs> yeah, I would say so, because I'd be shitty all the way around. <laughs> yeah, you're either the uh, bad guys in the Mighty Ducks or uh, your famous football team. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean's been a little bit. How you been? I've, I've been doing well. Uh, just enjoying, enjoying life. I don't know. Trying to stay safe as much as I can, because COVID's lurking around the corner, Jordan. <laughs> Yes, yes it is. Um, <laughs> luckily, we got a nice uh, respite. I think I'm using that word right. Um, any respite? No. Is it respite or respite? Again, not sure. Someone can <laughs> at me. I don't care. Um, with some nice weather a week or so ago. Yes, um, that was nice. Did you uh, do anything fun outside, or was it all, all spent just leave? It was, it was basically picking up leaves. I've uh, mulched my lawn once or twice, sucked up leaves both those times too uh it's uh i hate leaves i will hate them till eternity <laughs> of them falling on my yard we get so much fucking trash that comes into my yard uh like i've started writing it down i'll give you a few of the things that just have oh, fallen yes. into my that i've i just write this down because i'm like how the fuck does this end up in my goddamn yard um just recently there's uh there's um an open can of seven up just rolled in into my yard. Um, uh, this is weird. Like a foam, it was like a little tile, like probably a two by two tile, uh, not foam tile, I should say, like a workout part of a workout mat. But it like, but the one side looked like it was like fake laminate flooring. So I don't know what the fuck and where it came from or who, like what it was. But that was like the most bizarre thing I've seen come into our yard. Um, for people who don't know, my house sits basically at the end of a road, and, like at a, on a T intersection, and basically the wind just blows everything into my yard, <laughs> like everything, all the leaves, all this fucking trash. Another one is, and this is a 2020 thing, just just masks, just like you know the disposable like surgical masks are just always ending up in my yard now. I don't know from where. I'm not next to a hospital, but sure enough, they're here. <laughs> Dang, people just discarding stuff in your yard. You're like a dump, Sean. Well, the thing is... Your yard doesn't deserve that. They discard it wherever they are, and then it just blows into my yard. (laughs) And then I have to discard it. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's bullshit, guys. What I'm saying, this is a PSA, don't litter. That's my PSA. (laughs) Oh, damn, damn. I didn't know we were doing PSAs on here. Now (laughs) now I'm jealous. I don't have a cool one like don't litter. Um, Sean, quickly, before we uh, need to move on here. Yeah. What's the worst about being a homeowner? The snow removal or the leave removal? Oh, probably right now, and I'll probably regret this come winter, but so far, leaf, leaf removal is worse. Because I guess when I was going into owning a home, I totally considered, like, yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, uh, clean my driveway or, or uh, shovel my driveway. I got a snowblower now, so it's not as bad. Um, but I never considered how many fucking leaves we got. <laughs> like... Like, I love having old trees. I like not being in a new neighborhood, but at the same time, it's real annoying to have to pick up, like, bags and bags. I prob- We probably, every year, like, go through I, 40, 50 bags of leaves just throughout the year, just shit that we have to pick up. It's annoying. Yeah. That's a lot. Um... And we don't have, like, a huge... I mean, we have a decent-sized yard for in the city, but it's not like we have a huge yard by any means. That was a low-key brag by Sean right there. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, hey, my yard isn't so big, but it's pretty big. <laughs> well, I mean, there are definitely houses I've driven by. I'm like, how is that your backyard? Like, it's like 
10 by 15 feet. Yeah, just enough room outside to like walk outside and take a smoke. Yeah, basically. And I, I, I can't, I can't deal with that. Yeah. Oh, Sean, I feel for you. Um, hopefully you're done with the leaves cause, uh, it's uh, almost December, and uh, the snow is going to be coming. So then uh, you have- Yeah, then I don't have to deal with it. The problem is, I felt like this happened last year, is that I got rid of the leaves. I thought I did, and then, you know, the snow came, and then it melted. And we just had more leaves just pop up all of a sudden. <laughs> so it's just like, what the hell? But yeah, I will also say one of our trees does not drop its leaves until the spring. So that's always fun. Man, that sounds like a confused tree. I know you're supposed to do that in the fall, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's it it's confused for sure. Huh. Interesting. Um yeah, I think another thing that's a little confusing, Sean, is uh how your fantasy football team just keeps getting injured after being the most injury plagued fantasy football <laughs> team I've ever heard of. Well uh, going on, Sean. Yeah, last week I or last time we talked, you know, we talked about how it was like, yeah. You know, Drew Brees has an has an injury, but you know he's coming back. Well, lo and behold, he is now on the IR, <laughs> which I believe they originally spoke like he wasn't gonna be on the IR originally, but now he definitely is, and I believe he's on it through. I think he's on it through like week fourteen, maybe I guess because we're in week eleven. So basically, right before the fantasy football playoffs, that I will not be in the championship bracket more than likely. Um, Jordan, you, we also spoke and you're like, Hey, you should pick up drew lock. So I did. He's also gotten hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that that drew lock, um, it's looking like not a very good pickup. Um, that's on me. I'm sorry. I did that to you. <laughs> Granted, I guess I'm just looking at it now. It's supposedly supposed to start today, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been rough. So yeah, drew Brees, And I, I think last time I spoke about this, but George Kittle, got hurt i think he was hurt the last time we spoke but i don't remember for sure yes, um, <laughs> so yeah it's my team it's rough guys it is it is rough i am starting jared goff and andy dalton at my quarterback positions <laughs> so you start that out and you're like so i'm starting jared goff and i'm like all right not bad like there's better <laughs> ones out there not bad and then you're just like and andy dalton i'm like great <laughs> Yep, that's pretty bad. I'm. Are you sure he's starting? Andy Dalton? Uh, yeah, are you sure they're not starting that Garrett Gilbert guy instead? Uh, well, I'll have to double-check right now. It looks like according to his stats that he's going to start. All right, I just, I just want to make sure because um, <laughs> if not, the next podcast, we're definitely going to be talking about how you started Andy Dalton. And I, he didn't start. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, yeah, it's it's been rough. Because, yeah, Miles Gaskins hurt. I picked up his backup, Salvan Ahmed, uh, so that's good. But, yeah, it's – um, I honestly, this is how bad it got. Last night, I remembered, I was like, oh, I should go look for uh, – I should go look for Taysom Hill because he's supposedly going to be the starter. Already someone else picked him up in my league. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is real bad. Dude, go pick up Jameis. No way that Taysom Hill guy starts more than, like, half a game. Oh, that actually, I might just have to resort to that, honestly. So, can we get back? I, I just want to touch on the Drew Brees thing real quick. Yeah. Is it not the most old man thing, like, when he gets hurt? Like, he, like, gets, like, popped in the chest, and it's like, all right, Drew Brees, like, most NFL players will be like, all right, he looks a little, like, he might be hurt. Yeah. Drew Brees is just, like, he'll, like, play a little bit, then he'll, like, lead the game for some reason. It's like, why Drew, Drew Brees? Why do you leave like after two more plays? And it's like, oh yeah, he's still hurt. And it's like, all right, he's just out for the rest of the game. Okay, whatever. Then it's like, yeah, he might have like bruised ribs or something like that. Yeah, he might be out for like a week or so. Then it's like, yeah, he might have a collapsed lung or something. Like, that. <laughs> like maybe he's out for like the season. Then it's like, nah, maybe he's just out for like a, a few weeks. It's yeah. just like Drew Brees when he gets hurt. It's the most old man way of doing things. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I believe it came out. I thought I saw something yesterday that it came out that they found he fractured even more ribs than they thought he did. <laughs> Like it just, yeah. Each day, just keeps getting more hurt. hurt. That's a, such an old man thing. Like that's like, a, like when we're old, like I'll fall. Yeah, I know I will because I'm gonna fall. Um, it'll be like, oh yeah, Jordan's got like some bruises on his sides. Like it's all right. And I'm like a few days later, it's like, yeah, he might have broke a rib. Then like a few weeks later, it's like, yeah, he broke every rib. <laughs> and now, but, yeah, and now it's gonna come to. And now he has pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just how it's gonna go. Drew Brees, great, great NFL legend. Um. 
definitely old man when it comes to his injuries. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. Let me go over this with my team right now. I'm, I'm just going through, and maybe this is the case for a lot of people. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm looking through first pick Michael Thomas, no longer on my team. I traded him. Not, (laughs) I still don't regret that trade. Honestly, I don't because he has not had a good year. Who did you get for him though? Um, the James Robinson, the Jacksonville running back, who's actually been really good this year. Okay, not bad. Not yeah, bad. it wasn't the worst. Like for a first trading your first pick, it's not the worst trade in the world because Michael Thomas. So here, what what's up? I guess here's a, it depends how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it for what you get back from Michael Thomas, who didn't do crap this year, good trade. Yes. If you want to look at it, is I sent a first round pick on a James Robinson guy. Yeah. <laughs> You might be disappointed, but hey, look at your team. That happens. That's true. Considering and oh my god, I did this to myself. This makes me feel bad. Everyone's gonna really think I'm a. You said people said I had an atrocious fantasy football team. Get ready, people who commented that. So I took Michael Thomas eighth. I took Dak Prescott at nine. DeAndre Hopkins went at number ten. <laughs> and you're the Bill O'Brien of your fantasy. I know. <laughs> Wow. Uh, oh, no. Dalvin Cook went at number 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you did this, Sean. You did this. I, I definitely did. This 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 specific... Guys, listening. Of the other two leagues I'm in, I swear to God I'm good at those. <laughs> this league, every year, I just blow it. Like, it's with my college buddies. I just fucking suck. It's always our first draft. I don't know if that's the reason why. Like, I'm just not in tuned at all because I don't do much research before this draft. Um, but that's, yeah. Oh, wow. That makes me feel real bad. That happened. <laughs> so hey, it's, it's regrettable. It's okay. Yeah. Very regrettable, but going down. So first pick was Michael Thomas. Dak Prescott was my second pick. Then it was Miles Sanders. Who's been hurt, but when he has played, he's been all right. Uh, yep. George Kittle, who was hurt. Cooper cup. Who's been, I would say average. He hasn't really exploded, but he hasn't like tanked my team. I would say. Um, yep. This this is questionable. My sixth pick, as we spoke before, is Leonard Fournette. <laughs> no longer on my team. Like, immediately in the season. Uh, seventh pick is Drew Brees, who's hurt. Eighth is Stefan Diggs, who honestly is probably my best player. <laughs> who I took with the eighth pick. Yeah, I'm honestly a little surprised you got him with the eighth pick. That's a great value right there. Yeah. Um, then T.Y. Hilton, who I love T.Y., but just not good this year. And then pretty much beyond that, it's I took Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, who are no, not on my team. Deontay Johnson, who's on my team. And then after that, it's just like a list of shit, basically. So, so Sean, is, this is not a keeper league, correct? No, thank God. <laughs> so, luckily, next year, it's like none of this ever happened. True, but I feel like in this league, it always happens to me. I just I'm just not good at this league and picking players. Pretty much, so we've been doing this league since, there's actually, if you went all the way back, like 2011, I think I won it one year, but this is before we really solidified who was in this league, and so since we started really keeping track, I have not won, I I, I have not won this league, and like everyone else basically has gotten the trophy once. Sean, I think we can, we can get you a trophy, don't you worry. That'll be our goal next year as a pandering talk to get you that trophy. We'll get the trophy. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to see if I can go through the history, but I can't find, figure that out where that is right now. But yeah, so it's been uh, this league's been rough. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, I trying to get it. Um, <laughs> you've had you've had some bad luck. I will say, like when you were like, okay, I picked Michael Thomas first round. I'm sure at the time. Everyone listening would have been like, yep, good pick, good pick. <laughs> yeah. Dak Prescott with your second pick, good pick, good pick. Um, and you just got some bad luck on those. So, you know, sometimes cards don't go your way, you know. It is what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I will enjoy listening to you talk about this team for the rest of the season because it, <laughs> it is a train wreck. And I'm wondering what can else go wrong on there. I, I can't imagine. I, I would think just – I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, my whole, like, if Cooper Cup went down with an injury or my running backs went down. I hope not. I hope not. I I Believe me. I hope none of this happens. Uh, But, like, that's how it's gone. Everyone on my team is just snake bitten, basically. 
Sean, I'm really, really thinking what the next step is, is you start Andy Dalton, and he's not the starting quarterback. <laughs> That'd be on par. I can't remember. I believe this team I started out the year. This probably is really starts to show off how this year has gone for me. Is I, I'm pretty sure this team I started someone who was hurt the first week, and I didn't pull him out fast enough, and I started him. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Uh, those, those are always rough ones. Um, but yeah. hey, it, like we said, next year is always a new year, right? Oh, it's always a new fucking year. <laughs> um, Sean, speaking of a new year, NBA teams are looking towards this new start like in a month or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to load up on free agency. Have you been following it? Because I've kind of been following it, but listeners of the podcast know I am not a basketball guy. Um <laughs> I have like a fourth level basketball guy listening through that many levels to get to basketball. So have you been following it? Yeah, uh, a little bit. It has been, I'm sure for most people who are NBA fans or even adjacent, you're probably like confused. Like I was like shocked at how fast things were moving along considering, you know, the season technically ended in October and it was like, what? Like the draft is happening. Like I didn't realize until like Monday or Tuesday that the NBA draft was last Wednesday. (laughs) And so yeah. that was crazy. Uh, and then, like, obviously free agency. But, yeah, they're they're starting the season up. I think they're trying to start by Christmas maybe because they want to play, like, 70-some games so they can get in. They're basically television money is the reason they have to play those so many games. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's coming on fast. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been paying attention to it, and it's it's been interesting. The two things that happened before technically free agency opened, I guess, is that Drew Holiday, he got traded uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. I kind of talked about this in one of my podcasts, but I can we can get your thoughts on it, Jordan, if you have any thoughts on Drew Holiday. He basically got traded for, like, the King's Ransom, though. Like, they – Bucks, I felt like, gave up a lot for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's good, and I think it's, it's better than the Chris Paul trade, and I'll talk about that briefly. But they gave up a lot for Drew, Paul, Drew Holiday. <laughs> yeah, I did see this, and um... – I've heard some like kind of I've some like a lot of people really like it cuz like you said he's really good and like the Bucks need somebody there to like do what he does yeah. and kind of like show Giannis like hey we need business here so stay here. Yeah. Um but like it seems like they paid a Paul George's price for Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, I mean that by like they paid a superstar price for a star. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to good way to put it like drew holiday is not you know you're not putting eight it's not anthony davis joining up with lebron it's it's uh he's he's very good but he's not gonna like dominate i guess like you can't just rely on drew, drew holiday can't be the best player on your team and you'll do all right basically like he'll you'll be okay but you're not gonna be like the best team yeah and i had heard a few other people they were like what, why do people think he's that good? Like, he played with Anthony Davis for years and, like, wasn't good. But then I've heard other people say, like, well, yeah, it's because, like, that those teams are injury-ravaged. It was like Sean Dingler fancy football bad. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> rude. Uh, <laughs> Drew, yeah, no, Drew, Drew Holiday's a really good player. Like, I, like, and it, even if, if you listen to any other podcast or anything, like, he has high reviews. And I think in the, the um, stat nerd community, he's – very well regarded. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, you know, I don't know where Giannis is going to go. I, you know, it always seems like in these situations, the star ends up leaving. So it would really suck for the bucks if that's the case, but maybe, maybe if they make the, you know, the playoffs or whatever, or make the, the finals that'll work out. But it's like, you know, you do see it and you're like, I, you know, Drew Holiday's a good addition, but it's not like I see that putting them over the top to be the clear cut favorite in the East, basically. Yeah. Didn't they also like blow a deal for some other guy too? Like, yeah, for they Bo- announce it. Yeah, it's for uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, and yeah, they had a trade in place and then basically. Bogon didn't want to go because what they're going to give him uh, wasn't what he wanted. They, I just got done listening to the Bill Simmons podcast yesterday, and he he theorized 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 that it was that Bogon maybe was getting 
better money from somewhere else and that's why he turned it down because the nba if you don't follow the nba enough there's like there's supposed to be rules against tampering but that really doesn't play into effect because you can players can just talk to each other and whatever you can informally talk about that stuff and it's really hard to be like yep i caught you cheating basically uh so like that's probably what happened is bogan knew he could probably get money somewhere else get paid somewhere else but technically it could maybe still happen but he went into restricted free agency which means in the nba like any team can offer him money so like the bucks can still go out and say hey we want to pay you this much money but it's probably going to affect their salary cap i assume more so if they were to end up getting him than if they were to trade for him but also because it's restricted free agency if they the bucks can put an offer and then he's the bogans on the kings right now the kings could just match that offer and be like yeah we'll take him back so like it's it, it's harder to get him I guess when he's in restricted free agency. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed just listening to like people talk about the NBA yeah. is I do not understand their salary cap. <laughs> like because the NFL it's like a, it's a hard cap for everybody and like they're yeah. you pay this person this much and this how much goes towards the cap. But the NBA has so many like of these exceptions and like trade things where like it doesn't count as much towards it for this team and this team and like yeah I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, it's it is definitely a little trickier because they have so they have like the regular cap and then they have the luxury cap, which is basically you can spend into the luxury cap, but that means you're gonna get taxed or the luxury tax, luxury cap, whatever it is. Basically if you're in the luxury cap area, you get taxed like I forget what the percentage is, but up to a certain amount it's like one and a half times that person's salary and then over that it's even more. So like usually teams the smaller market teams definitely don't want to be in that larger market teams will be in it, but they don't try to be in it for like a long amount of time. Like they'll maybe do it for a year or two. And then they're like, okay, we got to stop spending that much money. Uh, yeah. And so that, that's kind of wise. Yes. The, it basically provides the bigger market teams more of a shot at spending more money because I think they put it in because obviously before they didn't have a luxury tax, the so bigger market teams could always just come in and spend more money, I guess. So it's supposed to help, smaller market teams in a way but i don't know how effective it's really been well there's something else too where like if you do one of these like exceptions or like trade for something yeah you then have a hard cap like you cannot go over it yeah i that's the thing like i'm not (laughs) yeah that's where it's like i don't know the stuff as well i know like when you at least in nba 2k when you trade you have to usually make sure the salaries match up or are relatively close. Like you can't trade like a $2 million salary for like a $20 million salary. Typically you have to try to do something unless for some reason that team has that open space or whatever. But like, and a lot of teams, teams are not opening operating with just that much open space. So it's a lot of times you have to like throw in, throw in a bunch of players. That's why it always seems like sometimes it's like there's one player and they trade three players for this player because it's just trying to get those salaries to match. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I just realized that, like, because I thought I knew, like, salary cap stuff, because, like, oh, you spend this much, you only have this much to spend. And then I heard, like, the NBA this season. I'm like, nope. You yeah. Know the NBA wouldn't work, Jordan. And then they also have, like, in the NBA, they have, yeah, like, trade exceptions, where some, I don't know how these come into effect, but teams can acquire trade exceptions where it's like, oh, if I make a trade, like, if you, you get $5 million in a trade exception, so you have, like, $5 million to use if you trade with someone or something like that. I don't know. I don't know that stuff as well, but there's something like that that comes into play, and it's just like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a bunch of... You would think it'd be more clear-cut. Like, okay, you can spend this many dollars in free agency, or you have this much to hit for your salary, and wh- and whatever, and you don't get, like... I don't know, but it's like the same, like, I don't know. They're all different. Like in the MLB is different. Like the NFL though, the thing about the NFL that annoys me specifically is how like NFL teams can just cut their players. Like whenever, like their contracts are like meaningless in a sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. The NFL <laughs> players are not guaranteed. Like 99% of contracts not guaranteed. Yeah. Like they're like, I always hate it because like when they sign, like a quarterback signs a contract, he's like, Oh, this is the biggest contract in history. But then you look at it and it's like, less than half of it's guaranteed or something <laughs> like yeah, they have to hit all, all these markets all bonus base and crap. yeah and usually by the end they have to re- the team like restructures it with them or whatever like the nba yeah. it's like much more player friendly where it's pretty much all guaranteed unless there's like you can have a player option or a team option 
um, at the end of the deal, basically for a year. But that kind of is uh, that that just depends on whose contract it is. But it isn't like in the NBA, you typically cannot just cut players <laughs> like super easily without not paying their contract, basically. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've found out too. Like, because in the NFL, you have, you have a high paid player, and it's like, yeah, after a year, essentially, you can cut him. NBA, that's not the case. It's yeah. like, oh, we sign this guy for a max. Well, guess what? For five years, he's like super expensive and almost impossible to cut. Yeah, and that's that's basically what's happening in uh, Houston right now. Is it sounds like James Harden and Russell Westbrook both want out, but their contracts are so bad. Specifically, more so Russell Westbrook because his. Um, quality as a player is probably not as good as James Harden. Is that you're paying? They're paying him like almost forty million dollars a year, and like no one wants to pay. That's so high on the contracts for a player who's not very well worth it. And yeah, and they can't really get out of it. So they're either, you know, you have to trade him and tr- attach a bunch of draft picks to like entice people to take the contract, or you just have to eat your way through it, basically. Yeah. Ooh, that's a. Uh... That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The NBA, the NBA is crazy because the best players now are like, like James Harden turned down because he didn't want to stay with the Rockets, turned down a $50 million per year uh, uh, contract extension. Like he would have been making over $50 million a year. $50 million a yeah. year. Yeah. Wow. 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 I, I don't um, know. I don't know. Obviously with how, with COVID, I, I, would tend to think these contracts aren't going to get much bigger anytime soon, but like they've definitely in the last 10 years exploded a lot more than what they were in the past uh, because of the television money, television rights money and all that stuff. So it'll be really interesting. And obviously with um, the NBA's, uh, I would say frayed relationship with China right now, that's definitely going to hurt them because they were making big inroads into China basically. Wow. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know how they can get any bigger, but um, <laughs> well, maybe. the NBA the the thing for the NBA is they are definitely more of a global sport than any of the other sports. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe baseball is pretty kind of global. NFL will never be like a global sport, but the problem is the NBA has been saying that for years, and it really hasn't shown that much up in their ratings. The NFL crushes them in ratings all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a random Thursday night game between two nobodies is gonna probably get as much ratings as your NBA finals game. Yeah. And that's why the NBA is also trying to get the season started earlier than later, because they do not want to go against the NFL again this next year. Yeah. Um, I know we've really gone on a side street, here, <laughs> um, but I remember like before this all started, like people were like, yeah, I think this is the chance where like the NBA can finally show like they can go up against the NFL. Like this is because they wanted to move their schedule. Like that was talks before the bubble and all that. Yes. They wanted to move their schedule anyway. Then like they saw what happened, they're like, "Yeah, we don't want to." <laughs> yeah, that was a pipe dream. That's not not, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sean, getting back on court here with our uh, yes, yeah, uh, free agency. What else has been going on? Oh, I think one of the other bigger deals that has happened is Gordon Hayward opted out of his last year of his contract with the uh, Boston Celtics, where he was due, I think, to make like thirty something million dollars a year. And do you know what team he – you want to take a stab at what team he signed with? It's in the East. So I do know this one. Oh, you do know. Yeah. It is the uh, – let's see if I get the name right. Charlotte Hornets? Yes. That's right. He signed a four-year, $120 million contract, uh, which is – I mean, for Gordon Hayward, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all you can say for – how unfortunate his Celtics run went with him just getting injured basically all the time. Um, and then still end up making $30 million a year. Like that's not bad. I would say uh, for Gordon Hayward, I would say the Hornets very much so overpaid for him. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I think that's crazy. They just drafted LaMelo Bell, LaMel- LaMelo Ball. And so that will be uh I, I don't know. I, I'm not – I don't – I was not high on the Ball family ever. So I don't know how that will – they'll mesh together because I imagine Gordon Hayward would think he's the number one option. But if you got the LaMelo Ball, I imagine he thinks he's the number one option. So I can't see this going that well. Yeah. I I don't see it going awesome for him. Yeah. They might be able – because the East is really bad. So maybe they squeak into the playoffs. But – 
Um, I do wonder because we, we think about this as a big deal. I wonder if this is more a big deal because we both listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. And he's been <laughs> all about these guys. Like Gordon Hayward contract for like essentially since Celtics got bumped. Yeah. So, um, and like the big thing here, I think for Boston fans is that they didn't get a, like a sign in trade. So essentially Boston got nothing out of the deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sucks for Boston in terms of assets basically. Yeah. Cause they didn't want him back, but they also didn't want him to walk because then they wouldn't get anything. And he walked. So yes, <laughs> he's like, bye. Yep. Bye. Uh, um, yeah. It's the thing is though, I, Michael Jordan, phenomenal NBA player. You cannot deny that, but NBA owner, He's not very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not the one making these decisions. I'm sure he has some input. But I mean, he, like, he, he, true, but he ultimately signs off and hires the people who do these deals. Yeah, well, you could say that about like 90% of all sports owners. Sports <laughs> owners are the worst. They're like <laughs> if, if me or you would own a sports team and be like, I heard that guy was good. Let's sign him. <laughs> Jordan, we would be a much better sports owner owners than other teams, I feel like. Well, yeah, that's what I think too. But you know, <laughs> we've ran here, we've John. we've ran successful NCAA football programs, and you've ran successful Madden programs, and I've ran a successful NBA 2K program. You're right. I did uh, I did average about 55 points a, a few seasons, <laughs> so I have been thinking about uh, applying for some OC uh, jobs. But yeah. Still, <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I get the Michael Jordan's teams have not been good. Um. It's also I will say I will say it is harder for Charlotte to do well because they are a small market team. So it's like they kind of have to pay Gordon a premium, like a better player like him if he's actually plays like he was playing like when he was actually really good. They do have to pay him more of a premium for him because he's not going to come to Charlotte otherwise. Yeah. And the NBA is just one of those leagues too though where like, if you don't have, like, one of the guys, like, he might as well just not care. Yeah. Like, but, you know, yeah. And, and they've never been even in a position to get, like, the guy. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's that's the thing is that they're, you know, even though there's no fans, obviously, probably won't be any fans for a while, they, um, this, this helps, like, oh, this gets the fan base more excited that they actually have, like, a decent player. Because before, I don't even know who their best player was last season. Terry Rozier. Who the fuck cares about Terry Rozier? Yeah, I have no idea who. Uh, you said Terry Rozier, and I'm like, he is on that team, isn't he? You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and there's something to be said for that. Like, I know, like, when you look at, like, the umbrella of the NBA, like, from the sky view, like, all you care about is championships, but, like, there's also you gotta take into consideration like you want your fan base to like be excited for every season like yeah. and they win so like you gotta try yeah so I mean it makes sense if you look at it through that lens but I don't think it's gonna you know if Gordon Hayward you know if he doesn't get injured again and he starts playing like the way he did in Utah like they'll be fine but if he keeps getting injured and stuff like that then there that's just hurts even more for him yeah. I would not hold my breath. That dude just seemed to be snake bitten in Boston. I think he, and it seems like in the NBA when you start doing that, like it's just never stops. Yeah. So. So. Um, Sean, anything else NBA wise? So, any other big names moving? That's the thing about this off season. It is not a big named off season. Like Gordon Hayward, honestly, technically Anthony Davis, but like we all know, he's going back to the Lakers. Um, but Gordon Gordon Hayward technically is was like the biggest name that you're like, Ooh, where is he going to go? Like everyone else I can go through a few like Serge Ibaka. I think he just signed with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, which the Clippers had lost Montrose Harrell who went to the Lakers, which actually I thought that pickup the Montrose Harrell, him going to the Lakers. Like I was like, that's the Lakers have had a pretty decent off season, honestly. Yeah. Especially through the lens of like, they just want a title. Yeah. Like, they just want a title. Just... Yeah. And they've, they've ended up with, you know, I think that I thought they had other people on their team that went to him, but maybe I'm wrong. But you know, getting Montrose Harrell, he's good. So, like, that's a good pickup. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I think didn't he like have a rough bubble? So some people were down on him. Yeah, the people were down. It, you know, his position in the NBA isn't like because he's 
he's too big, too small for a five, but he isn't like a shooting four or whatever. But he also had trouble in the bubble just because, like, I think his grandmother who had raised him passed away. So, like, there's circumstances where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's understandable that he had a rough bubble, basically. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of, you know, there's got to be something to be said for, like, you're not playing against Anthony Davis anymore. You're going to be playing with Anthony Davis. Yes. But, like, you don't have to worry about defending him. You get to, like, be his backup, essentially. Yeah, and, like, you get to benefit from him. So, um, Sean, I think I actually cut you off when you were mentioning it earlier. Um, didn't you mention something about Chris Paul? Oh, yes, yes. Chris Paul got traded to the Phoenix Suns. And they, I forget. I think oh Ricky Rubio got traded there. Then Ricky Rubio got traded again to the Timberwolves. But they basically, the Oklahoma City, you knew, they're kind of having a fire sale basically at this point. Uh, but Fire sale. Fire sale, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris Paul ended up on the Suns. I am not high on this trade because Chris Paul is old AF. And so, like, I know they're they're doing the same thing the Bucks are doing. They're wanting to keep Booker uh, around. And it sounds like, from listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, uh, the word's out that Booker isn't really pleased to be in Phoenix. So it really sounds like he's going to leave no matter what. And I don't think that Chris Paul, 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 Chris Paul puts them over the top. And also, like, Chris Paul's so old. Like, you got one year maybe with him before he breaks down or something. And so it just seems really, I don't know. It sounds like, I think, I don't know. I don't like, I didn't like the trade. I knew Chris Paul was going to get traded, but like, man, he doesn't deserve that much when he's that old. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he makes a shit ton. Yes. Um, That's the other thing. He makes a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's benefiting from being like the best point guard in the league for 10 years. So he's kind of just riding on that right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a but, good year last year. Like, he it wasn't bad, but it's like at some point you get so old as an NBA player, you can't compete. Like, like Kobe Bryant was trying to compete when he was almost forty, and it was not going well. Yeah, Paul hasn't had like a big injury like Bryant had True. yet. That that's the big thing. Like, when it stops, it's going to stop for him for sure. Like, he'll he'll get hurt and maybe it just never comes back. Mm. But. Yeah, I think you're right. Like by the end of it, they're going to be wishing they didn't have him. But I think for this year, it'd be all right. They were pretty feisty last year. Like they went undefeated in the bubble. I think. Yeah, and, I mean they they have potential, but I just like I don't know. I guess the same with the Bobcats or the Hornets. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's like I, I it's not putting them over the top. It's not like they're favored to win now. No, but there's got to be something to be said for like getting an adult in the room and like kind of showing people how to do shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I, I, I for, the ship and move him towards that. That'd be I, better. I forget that the Suns do have DeAndre Ayton, who was who's supposed to be, you know, really good. So if though if he Ayton blossoms into like the number two guy after Chris Paul, like you know, gets old and decrepit, then that makes sense. If Booker's still there, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. We're like it's an overpay for sure, and they're probably gonna regret it by the end. But like for this season, I think it's probably good. Yeah. Um, all right, Sean. Any, any other one? Any other? Anything even mildly entertaining? Oh, Rondo went to the Atlanta Hawks. There's not really anything there. I just thought is I thought Rondo would stay with the Lakers, but they probably weren't yeah. going to pay him whatever. Yeah, so, we're just not going to hear about Rondo anymore. Nope, he's not going to be very good. Probably, unfortunately. This is the one that shocked me solely because I didn't know who this guy was. Is Christian Wood agreed to a three-year, $41 million contract with the Houston Rockets. And I straight up, I heard that. I was like, who the fuck is Christian Wood? <laughs> like, I have not heard of this guy. Do you know who he is, Jordan? Do you want to take a stab at what team, what position he plays? Um, I know he's a big. I, so I heard I heard him talk about on some podcasts. He's a big for what, the Pistons? Yes. Like, that's who he was. I don't know who he signed with. He signed with the Rockets. So he basically, it sounds like, so like Andre Drummond obviously was playing for the Pistons. They traded him, and he must have been the backup or something. And then he had a really good year after, you know, Drummond was traded, and that's what earned him the contract. I straight up, I had, I listened to all those NBA podcasts. I never heard one peep about him on any of those podcasts until he signed this contract. I was like, what? Yeah, I uh, I'd never heard of him either until like this one week until this week when someone was like, "Hey, he's gonna get signed." Yada yada. Um, essentially, what I heard is like he can just shoot threes. Like that was this summer's like big guys who can shoot threes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
big guy who can't shoot threes, Dwight Howard, ended up on the 76ers. <laughs> Not really that big of a, a deal by any means, but I'm just saying Dwight Howard went there. Uh, big name. Big name. Not that good anymore. Uh, otherwise, oh man, it looks like Jeff Green. Not that he's good, but he just seen, he's he's an NBA traveler. He gets around quite a bit uh, <laughs> to NBA teams. He's on the Brooklyn Nets, which I don't think he was there. So let me go through. Uh, Jeff Green. Oh my God. So he has played for the Seattle Supersonics, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Celtics, the Grizzlies. The Clippers, the Magic, the Cavaliers, Wizards, Jazz, Rockets, and Nets now. That's a lot of teams. He's played for a third of the league. <laughs> yeah, the dude gets around. Dude gets you know, around. You know what that means? What? He's just good enough. Yes, that's exactly what that means. He's good enough where everyone looks at him. No one wants to keep him, but everyone looks at him like, I think he'll, he'll be fine with us. Like He'll add just enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive here um, for uh, our friends here, Sean. Yeah, he is a he's a he's a track he he's the equivalent of what I was in track in high school. Okay, AKA, good enough to put in the relay, but not good enough to save for the good relays. <laughs> Jordan, you still sore about our what our four by four uh, <laughs> conference yeah, win every day? Twenty <laughs> ten. I wake up every day thinking it should have been me. You ran it all year long, and then you got axed. <laughs> For them to win the championship. Yeah, just asked just in time to, for them to win the conference championship. And you know, it's between me and you, bud. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's all right, you know. I, I'm just I'm just very bitter about it here 10 years later. Hey, at least you got a state championship belt for football underneath your belt. That I did. That I did. Uh, watch it from the sideline again. But still, you were there. Yes, yeah, um... All right, back to the NBA before uh, we oh, get too far down our memory lane. Here's here's one more. Carmelo Anthony re-signed with the Portland Trailblazers. That's pretty cool. Um, Melo on the Blazers. I uh, I forgot that was a thing last year, so I'm glad it'll <laughs> go on for another year. Yeah, and I think that means we need to just stop talking about the NBA because it's like all just role players essentially after this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's every year. That's what happens in the NBA for me. It's just like I'll hear a few people, then it's like, all right, all these role players who everyone's going to want to trade in a year are making a lot of money. Yeah, basically. So, but good for them. Um, yeah, good for them. Get that bread. Um, yeah. So, Sean, um, something I follow much more than I do the NBA is what's new on Netflix, and mm-hmm. you actually watched you actually watched a new movie on Netflix. I did. <laughs> Um, it was a big moment for me. I'm not going to lie, Sean. There, there are a few times where I, I try to get you to watch movies, and it's real rough because uh, you're a busy man, but you watched a new movie that yes. I didn't watch. So, Sean, take it away. Okay. So, I will say, Jordan, one of the reasons um, I'm busy and one of the reasons – well, one of the reasons I watched this film is because it's one of the few films, you know, when Kim and I are hanging out that I, we can agree on to watch together because most of the films you suggest to me are not films that Kim is super pleased to watch. <laughs> Yep, that's 100% accurate. <laughs> so, like, basically that means I have to watch the movie on my own time, and I just don't have time to really do that most of the time. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, basically, so we watched this. Uh, it's called Holidate. Uh, it is on Netflix. You can go and watch this right now. It stars Emma Emma Roberts, you know, former Nancy Drew star. <laughs> Or American Horror Story. Or American Horror Story. I don't know what else. That's I only know her from that. Um, <laughs> Luke Bracy. Do you know who Luke Bracy is? No, I even saw him on like the like Netflix intro thing. Yeah. Who this guy's from? So oh, he is a knock. I would say the best way to describe him, he's a knockoff Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. Like he is. Right. He's Australian. He looks. He's got good looks, but he's like, oh, this isn't Chris Hemsworth, though. <laughs> Basically, uh, I I looked up his um, I looked up his uh, film uh, history. Not not that deep. His first <laughs> film he was in was Monte Carlo, which is an adventure romantic comedy film that I believe uh, Selena Gomez starred in. I don't think he was a big role in that. Basically. 
the biggest role that he had that I could figure out, you know, he's been in a few films that you've probably seen. He was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. I have seen that. He was the role of the Cobra Commander. But... (laughs) So he had a mask on. Yes, and get this. He also was voiced by someone else, so he was literally just the body. (laughs) So big, muscular dude, okay. Yeah. Um, And then I'm going through, and it looks like... uh, did they have a Point Break remake film? They might have. They, they did. Um, he was Johnny. I, watched, I saw the end of it one time. He was Johnny Utah in that. He has some great names. Uh, then he was also in Hacksaw Ridge. I'm, have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? I feel like that would be a film you've. The one. Yes, that, I have seen. Okay, he's Smitty Riker. Let's just go through his. I want to go through his film role names. That's basically it. I, I mean, there's Lucky Day. I don't even know what the fuck Lucky Day is, but. He's in the upcoming Elvis film, but his name's, uh, he's Rolly or Riley Scott, Cobra Commander, David Mason, Young Dawson Cole, Brendan, Johnny Utah, uh, Smitty Riker, Sergeant Bob Buick, Red Jackson, and then another film, Red, uh, and Jerry Schilling, uh, which is an actual real person. Okay, we've gotten way too far off on uh, his role, so I'll go back to the film. So yeah, yeah. So before before you start, Sean, yeah. Um, just so the listeners know, I was told by Sean Jordan, <laughs> you got to watch this for the podcast. I'm gonna talk about it. Like it wasn't a question. I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah. And so I brought it up to my wife, like, hey, we should watch this movie. I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast. She goes, Jordan, it's a Christmas movie. I don't watch Christmas movies before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you got me. So Sean has actually seen this movie, and I have not. Yes. Okay. And this is where our first point of contention happens with you and your, uh, with me and your wife, uh, because, so we also like we had thought about watching Christmas movies, and we thought this was a Christmas movie. Honestly, when you look at it, you're like, that's a Christmas movie. Um, and we don't typically, I don't think, watch Christmas movies. Like Kim's holds off on her uh, her Christmas decor until uh, Black for the day after Thanksgiving. And then it'll come up. So, like, we don't typically, but I think because of it's the year 2020, you know, everyone's kind of able to bend the rules a little bit and celebrate Christmas a little earlier. Uh, yeah. So, Fair. We, we pull up this film. And so, we are going in thinking it was a Christmas film. It opens up on Christmas. You know, Emma Roberts. I'm going to go through this film a little bit. I, I, but basically, Emma Roberts is, you know, an out of a, a woman who doesn't believe in love or whatever, like, doesn't care about. You know, everyone, everyone in her family is, like, married or her, her siblings are getting married and they're all falling in love. And she, you know, she doesn't believe in that or whatever. You know, that typical story where the person's, like, romantic comedy where they're like, oh, love isn't on there. Like, I don't believe in love. I'll never do that, basically. Uh, yep. so, so it opens on Classic. Christmas. So you're like, oh, this is going to be a Christmas film. And then, and so it opens with her, and then it cuts to uh, knock off Chris Hemsworth, and he uh, is with a girl. And th- this is where I knew this film was truly something different than like because I going in thought it was just a romantic comedy film, just a standard romantic comedy, a rom com, two characters, they're just gonna like see each other, you know, fall in love. Then break up, then fall back in love, and then that's it. This starts off, you know, you see her side, she's like a dejected, not in not into the love part. Chris knockoff Chris Hemsworth comes in and it shows him with another girl going to their family Thanksgiving or their Christmas. And uh I'm trying to I figure out Oh, he's also an Australian golfer. That's his job in the film. (laughs) Which is I was like, this is awesome. And his That's a si- classic rom-com job. And also classic rom-com. His sidekick was like this funny black guy. Like, I'm not trying to be racist, but that's what all rom-coms, I feel like. If it's two white people, they always have to have that black friend, basically. Yep, yep. This sounds like they're <laughs> checking off boxes. So, right so it's like, it sets you up like that. And so you're just like, okay, it's going to be like this. And then I just remember he knock off Chris Hemsworth with the not the main character, with the girl at the beginning of the film he gets what he's with. Like, they basically goes in, and this family, like, thinks, like, I don't know, it seems like he assumes this girl he's with, it. it's, like, going to be a part-time relationship thing, uh, or, like, they're not really dating, but, like, the way, like, her family is, like, they're married, 
and or like they're gonna get married almost <laughs> so this girl's like yeah. obsessed with him basically and then like they go into her, her room like she's in the room with her like he's in the room with her mom or something and it's like really gross like chicky style like obsessively like little girly and then his girl girlfriend put that in quotes comes in and then wants to just have sex and then like uh i don't know they basically they, they have sex he doesn't want to and so like i'm already like what the fuck is going on in this film and so they cut later on and then basically they i don't it's oh man i can't even describe basically what i'm saying is they she gets him a present of like pants or a shirt or something. And he doesn't get her a present in front of her family. And then they're basically like, well, you just had sex with me. And then she gets all like, and then says that to him in front of her family. And then she's like, pissed. Basically the reason I'm saying this is this is where the film goes completely off the rails from a standard Christmas rom-com. Like it gets real dirty. Uh, the, uh, language in this film is nothing you'd see in like a, oh, uh, what is that? A, a Hallmark movie. Like, it's like, you think you're going to watch a standard, like Christmas movie. And then it just goes fucking off the rails and things get fucking weird. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I'm trying not to like give away the whole film because I want people to watch it. But the premise of this film is basically so that happens. That whole part happens, and then these two Emma Roberts and knockoff Chris Hemsworth meet up or like find have a chance encounter, and then they basically agree to go on holidays. So basically, each holiday, like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, they uh, go on it. They they basically use that. Um, as a reason to be like when they're around family. So that it's like basically like a friends with benefits, but not the benefits part of it, uh, thing where they can be around family. Like, yeah, this is my boyfriend. Just so they're around the holidays and they're with someone. So people aren't asking them questions. Interesting. I had, so now that you're explaining this, I had heard this premise before. Like, yeah, I must've been for this movie, but I didn't realize it was this movie. Okay. (laughs) So the reason they get that idea is, you know who Kristen Chenoweth is? Chenoweth? No. Okay, you've probably recognized her once you see the film. She's like um, Emma Roberts or Emma Roberts' aunt in this film, and she's like uh, <clears throat> a serial holiday person. And it's it's great because like each holiday she has like a new man who's usually like some like hobo or like like ones that the Christmas one is like the mall Santa she brings home. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It's pretty funny. Um, that part of it, but I, I guess what I'm saying is for people, I, if I didn't say, give you a good enough sales pitch is that this film, you may think it's like a rom-com, but it is completely different than every other rom-com that I've watched with Kim. Kim did not like this movie. I don't think as much as I did. I actually found this movie super good because it was very original. I felt compared to like, it's obviously kind of like a rom-com, but in the genre of rom-com, I've never seen one like it, I guess. Like, it was just completely different. And I I just, it was so different than what I thought. And it's just not like, uh, you know, it's not just, it's just not standard. It's different. And it's it's also dirty. There's some dirtier stuff that happens in it. So it's like, uh, it gets, it, it can get a little nasty at times, I guess. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I... You're selling me on it, Sean. We're going to watch it anyway. We'll probably watch it again. Um, I we haven't watched a good rom com in a while here here at the Mask House, so uh, it's probably about time. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm going to have a hard time convincing the wife though, so it's going to have to be How? Thanksgiving. Oh point. my gosh, it's not a it's not a Christmas film. Like just the first part of it's on Christmas. The rest of it is all the other holidays. Hey man, we don't have to get into what's a Christmas movie, what's not a Christmas movie. I'm not going through the Die Hard crap again. Um, it's just, it's how it's going to have to be. Yeah. Just one, just one week. <laughs> but I'm, I'm John, I am, I'm glad you found this movie entertaining. It sounds like it's an entertaining movie, um, to kind of kill a Saturday or Friday night or something. So, um, I'm glad you found it. Um, yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm hoping this opens up the, the floodgates and you and Kim start recommending me movies <laughs> from deep dives of Netflix. Cause, uh, I'm starting to find there's a lot out there. We'll see. Yeah. 
I, it is. It was definitely one of those films where you're like, Netflix has looked at their algorithms and know this is the type of film that will do well. Yeah. <laughs> at least Especially for me. They're like, they're like, Sean and Kim want to watch this type of movie. Yeah. I, I guess I'm looking at uh, their reception and it's not great. Um, but to me, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I would guess it's probably not going to be a highly rated movie. Um, we're probably not going to be hearing about the holiday around Oscars time. <laughs> Oh no, not at all. It's just, but, it's, it's just, I don't know. The film's just so the choices made in this film. It's kind of like watching the room, but the room's really, really bad. Um, it's just like some of their choices. You're just like, that's an interesting way to take this film. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think, Sean? Did they? Was it? Were they going for shock value in this movie? I think a little bit was shock value. There are definitely parts where you're like, this is like way too absurd. Like it felt like, you know, in family guy where they like have their cutaway scenes where they're like, yep. blah, blah. That's what it felt like at times, but I've never seen this like in a movie. <laughs> where, Interesting. We were just like, what? <laughs> but it's so interesting. Yeah. Huh? I'll, I'll, I'll have to watch it. I will update the podcast on my thoughts on it. Um, me and Sean can have a deep dive on the, uh, the holiday after that oh yes please but no i uh you've sold me on sean i will watch it and i will let you know okay awesome um just as a side note before we move on here sean i also watched a crazy movie this weekend yeah it's called the unicorn store (laughs) and uh it it stars brie larson who also directed from uh captain marvel fame and her captain marvel co-star samuel jackson samuel jackson's in this (laughs) Yes. Nice. And uh, it's maybe one of the weirdest movies I've seen. Okay. Which is saying something, because I've seen a lot of weird shit. Yeah. Um, essentially, Brie Bison is a recent college grad who was like an art major or something, and pretty much figured out you can't like do that the rest of your life. Well, you can, but like yeah. she, in, her, in her story, like she can't do it the rest of her life. So she has to grow up. Uh, so she gets a temp job. And she starts getting these, like, this mail from this random, she doesn't know who from, saying, like, hey, we picked you, come to this store, come to this store. Um, so she shows up at the store, and it's, like, really, like, weirdly lit and everything. Shows up Samuel Jackson, salesman <laughs> for unicorns. What? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, essentially, that's where the movie goes from there. Like, Samuel Jackson is trying to, like, get Brie Larson ready to like accept this unicorn into her life. And an uh, actual okay. unicorn. I'm not going to spoil if there's an actual unicorn in the movie or not. Um, cause it was up for debate up until the end. If it, if this was all what? a dream or what was going on. The fuck? This seems <laughs> real weird. He's just, he's just this weirdo salesman who you're again, not sure if he's real the whole movie. Yeah. Um, he has an afro with like glitter, like streamers. Oh god, it's like it. one of those type of films with Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah, this is weird, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it's also weird, Brie Larson. Um, and it's just weird. I'll, I'll just say it. Like we got done with it, and my wife went, "Well, Jordan, you just waste an hour and a half of our life." <laughs> Thank you. Smooth, Jordan. That's when you know yep. you're doing something right. <laughs> yep. I, so. The tagline is like, it's a whimsical romance yeah. or something like that. And I was like, ooh, you know, a nice, I was thinking nice rom-com. Like, I like Brie Larson. I like Samuel Jackson. Like, yeah. let's watch this. And it was weird. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> that sounds really weird. I don't know if I'll watch it, Jordan, but maybe. It just seems yeah. super bizarre. Tell you what, everybody, I'm going to save you an hour and a half. Just read the plot on Wikipedia. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But it, it's weird. Um, and, it, you know, I like Brie Larson. So. What is it? The Unicorn um, Stories? The Unicorn Store. Store. Okay. 2017. Uh, it's an older film. It's not even new. So I think it came out in, like, 2017, but, like, it didn't hit Netflix until, like, 2018, 19. Like, Netflix owns it. Okay. So I think, like, it came out before Captain Marvel. Then Captain Marvel was coming out, and they're like, oh, hey, uh. There's this actual movie that no one ever saw. Let's act like it's new now. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Because I remember it came out on Netflix after Captain Marvel. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's not super new, but um, 
it was weird. Um, that's yeah. really all I got. That okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Sean, okay, time for everyone's recurring favorite segment. What did Sean do on Red Dead? Okay, uh, don't got really anything super specific. Basically, I'm just frustrated as always because I'm really just trying to get through these dumb quests and trying to hunt these animals. I'm trying to find a fucking woodpecker. Goddamn, I go on YouTube and Google and look for a woodpecker. I can never find where this stupid woodpecker is. <laughs> like, I, I, I have no idea. It's really frustrating. So, I have that, some other animals I'm trying to hunt. And so I've just been riding around the map just meanderously, just like just aiming my gun in the sky, being like, is that the bird I need? <laughs> and so it's taken a while, uh, not enjoying that part. But I will say that one time I was riding, it was, it was late at night and I was riding along and, uh, and I come across this train track and like I'd ride up to it and like I'd, I'd heard my horse like made a shivering noise or like a scared noise like whenever it gets spooked i was like that was weird i must have saw a weird uh animal and so i run, run up to this train tracks and then all of a sudden it's like this ghost train just goes by like and i'm like what the fuck was that and i tried to like follow it it was like a tra- it looked like you could see an outline of train but it was like very ghosty like it had like the blue lines it was like um like it wasn't like obviously a train and i was like is that something that's supposed to happen <laughs> And I was just like, what the fuck? And then I ended up just Googling it because the train just disappeared. Like it just, and it was gone. And I Googled it and that is an an Easter egg I found in the game is that there's a ghost train that appears at a certain time. I think at maybe a certain part of the map, basically. Uh, in the middle of the night, basically. It was super weird, basically. I was just like, and that's, huh. the, that's the thing that's so crazy about this game is that there's just... I've been playing this forever, and that's the first time I've come across that train. Basically, that is kind of cool. That's kind of that's that's cool. Yeah, uh, I guess it might be. I think it is in honor of the Phantom Train in Fantasy Final Fantasy VI. I, I guess <laughs> if you look at the train, it looks like the train from that. I don't know why, but basically, that's what it is. I, I guess it's it's just cool to me that you've been playing that long and there's still like stuff in that game that you hadn't found like that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's basically it. Is that was weird. That's that's my story. Is that there's still so much in this game as much as I've played it that you still just are like, well, that was unique. Sean, I uh, when you started the story, I really thought you were gonna tell me your horse got hit by another train. Oh. Thankfully not. Hopefully that ghost, yeah. Thankfully that ghost train did not hit my horse and kill it. That's what you think. <laughs> I know. That would be my luck. <laughs> Man, that, that's still the funniest one we got. Oh. The time you got, your horse got hit by a train. Oh, just devastating. Just fucking devastating. Oh. Um, Sean, I, uh, I also played some video games this week. To yeah. piggyback off you again here. Okay. I played Call of Duty... I think it's Modern Warfare. It was originally Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Okay. But um, so I've been playing that recently, and I'm starting to figure out why, why I stopped playing those games. Okay, why? Because they just pissed me off to no end. <laughs> okay. Um, you got a question? Uh, were you playing, were you online, or were, was this just in the campaign mode? No, so I'm just doing campaign, and I'm doing it on the hardest difficulty, which is part of my problem. Okay. I have not had the guts to get online to be totally beaten down and mocked by some 10 year old yet. Um, <laughs> but eventually I will. And, uh, I'll let everybody know because it'll be the most demoralizing thing probably I've ever had happen to me. Yeah. Well, I haven't had the guts to do that yet, but essentially I'm just infuriated because this game, I don't understand. I'm in a group like of highly trained Deadly people yes. who do not know how to shoot a gun. Because I <laughs> apparently kill anybody in this damn campaign. Yeah. And the bad guys apparently don't know how to use their guns because all they do is throw damn grenades at me. Okay. And I, I'm in great cover, you know. I'm picking them off. And then six grenades. It's just like, all right, well, fuck me, right? Can't pick all these up. I'm dead. Yes. Happens once, you know. Let's slide. Second time, happens again. Third time, happens again. Fourth time, happens again. Just on and on. This is... 
I don't know if I don't know if they were always like this or if it's just like I'm coming back and I'm like I, I'm doing something different, but it is the most infuriating thing <laughs> I had to deal with in a long time. I don't know why I play these games because they just make me mad. But I'm I'm still playing it. I'm gonna beat the campaign. Um and then I'll probably never play this game again, hopefully. Well, Jordan, I'm 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 real sad to hear that uh that <laughs> your squad and it doesn't know how to fucking shoot. <laughs> They don't. It's just like it's me and like a whole like Navy SEALs worth of people here, and they just like, all right, guys, bad guys are running right at it. Maybe someone should shoot him. Yeah, that's exhausting. I'm sorry. It's 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 not. It's it's stupid. <laughs> um, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Um, luckily, luckily, I did not pay for this game. I got it free on the PlayStation Store a while back, so I decided I would play it. You know, just kind of bring back the great memories um and some missions are really fun like i did like the sniping mission where we were like in a ghillie suit yeah um but there's another mission where uh right after that where like you have to like get to the evac and it's infuriating because there's (laughs) waves of people coming at you all you have is a damn sniper and a pistol and eventually you run out of sniper bullets because there's too many people yeah and your person with you doesn't know how to shoot his (laughs) rifle um so i don't it's infuriating yeah Uh, no i agree that's super annoying um, that's that's all I have. I just wanted to tell you about how mad I'm at video games again. Um, nothing makes you feel like a twelve year old again, like getting way too mad at a video game. Yeah, I agree. And nothing nothing can make you more pissed. Yep. Yeah. Nothing can make you more mad. And then afterwards, you look at it like, man, I uh, I definitely overreacted to that. <laughs> I need help. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, that's uh, that's all I got on that. Um, Sean, you got anything left before we uh? let the listeners go for the, uh, whenever they're listening. No, I, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got too. All right. Uh, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the pandering talk. If you got any questions, concerns, or comments, just hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all under the pandering talk. Thank you. And have a wonderful day.